to the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. My name is Lee. I serve uh, as the host of this podcast and one of the pastors at Grace Auburn Church. Uh, I'm excited about this series uh, for a whole host of reasons, one of which is sitting around tables together, talking about things that shape us into the image of Christ together. And so we begin that journey together today, talking about uh, the first of the habits of grace that we wanted to talk about uh, in just the reading of God's Word, the habit, the practice of being immersed in the Word of God. And so uh, our pastors, myself, Matt Dean, Caleb Farrow, Jeff Hollis, and Jason Ingle sat around and had a conversation around, uh, not as pastors, but as sons. Where do you begin uh, with Scripture? What are you reading right now? What is the Lord shaping in you through the power of the Spirit uh, in and through the very words that He has given us in the Holy Scriptures. And honestly, it was such a gift and a joy, and we spend time talking about what we're currently reading and where we begin and what's our default uh, go-to if we were to grab the Bible and begin reading. And so it it was a gift for me. I I really hope and believe that you'll enjoy it as well. Uh, This is my conversation on the reading of Scripture with our pastors on the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. As we go on in life and I think about the ways in which we are shaped into the image of Christ, I am time and time again reminded of the people of God have been shaped by the Spirit of God in Uh, essentially the same ways from the very beginning, the power of His Spirit and the giving of His Word. Uh, Last week, kind of kicking off this series, I read from Jeremiah where he tells the people of God, stand by the roads and look. And the Lord is speaking to them directly and says, ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. If I were to prescribe one thing for America in 2023, it would be that you need rest and you're looking in all the wrong places for it. And so today on the podcast, we are uh, sitting at a round table here in the worship space, 720 East Glen. I'm joined by lead pastor Matt Dean. I am joined by our associate pastors, Caleb Farrow, Jeff Hollis, and Jason Ingle. And as I think, brothers, about Not just the state of America, because we could go deep down the rabbit hole there, depending on the pill that we take. Um, But as I think about the state of the church, one of the things I referenced in kicking off this series last week is that we have all that we need, and we have all that the people of God have ever needed to be the church, to be made into the image of Christ. And so when we think about, is there a better way? Is there a way to find rest for our souls? Is there, in fact, an ancient path? We know that the answer is yes, and his name is Jesus. And so I I set up our framework for the next few months last week talking about, while this list is not exhaustive, we have been given a very clear, well-worn, ancient path of following Jesus. And as I said, even though these are not exhausted and there may be other ways to connect with the Father, we believe that the habits of grace that the people of God have journeyed along in for years and that the habits of our homes, the ways we interact with one another day in, day out in the small moments, and the ways that we 
rub shoulders with one another in authentic gospel community, that those are, in fact, the means by which the Lord brings about His presence, His peace, His goodness, and His kindness. And so as we start off, um, I think everybody should know that I've completely uh, interrupted our normal work week um, to make this conversation happen. And so my hope is that in inviting um, the church body into this, our pastor's meeting, which we do on a weekly basis, working through the needs, cares, concerns, the direction of everything from sermon series and who's doing what when and where we are with this and how are we praying and leaning into this? How do we need to come alongside of different members of our church? That we could sort of uh, open up the hood, so to speak, and bring people into that conversation with us. But we would be remiss um, if we did not begin our conversation on the presence of God, the work of God in our lives, if we didn't start first with the Word of God. Uh, we believe that habits of grace, how we're shaped by the Spirit of God, um, are all under the authority of the Word of God. And so, uh, not as pastors, and so for all of you pastors here at the table with me, um, this is going to be a shift in your mindset. But I want to ask you first, as a son, because before you are a pastor, before you are a husband, before you are father or leader or discipler, you are, in fact, a son. And so I just want to start with and ask the question, how do you as a son come to the Father through the Word of God? Not everybody at once. Yeah, I think uh, I'll take it. Go. Um, when, I was in, when I was in college, I was challenged with some guys around me with the idea of the chronological approach of the first thing you do mm. sets the tone for the day. And, and so for me, it, it has been a, a creating a rhythm and a discipline of no matter what time I have to get up to be a part of the, go to the gym or have a breakfast meeting or whatever it ends up being is the first thing is setting that clock a little bit earlier to spend time in the word. Um, and to spend time with the Lord is setting the tone and reminding myself that, um, as you said earlier, no matter what the meeting is I'm going into or what setting I'm about to step into, that my first calling is as a son of our Heavenly Father mm. and, and reminding myself there. And, and obviously there's, um, there's approaches to reading Scripture and how we do that, but for me it's always been the, the chronological approach of, of looking to the next day and going, okay, if I've got to get up at six o'clock, I really need to get up at five thirty because yeah. that's something that that has been wired into my heart and into my day. And there have been times where I've been off or I just selfishly wanted a little more sleep. And just my approach to the whole day is so off. Mm. It's just walking blind almost in a lot of ways. And and so the Lord has really convicted that in me, um, that that is how God has wired me to to approach Him first in that posture, um, and the rest of my day kind of follows suit yeah. because of that. It reminds me of Spurgeon wrote morning and evening to remind the church that God was worthy of having the first say on your day and the final word mm. on your day. That before anybody else spoke, he got to, and at the end of the day, all the lies or the things that were not true that had been spoken, he was worthy to correct or worthy of, being, or worthy of speaking in in that kind of way. All right, so starting your day, 
chronologically beginning of the day, giving him first fruits in that kind of way. What about you guys? Even yeah. down to like, what are you reading? Like, what is it the thing that you're currently in right now? And how is the Lord shaping you as his son as you get into the word of God? I would echo what Caleb said. Uh, usually my day starts fairly early in the morning and with a prayer, we thank the Lord giver of coffee while it's, uh, while yes. it's percolating. Yes. And uh, then there's, there's usually journaling. I found that I have a hard time keeping focused if I'm not, um, if I'm not writing. So journaling is a really big thing uh, for me just to keep on track. My mind tends to wander. Mm. But as it comes to the, the input of the word, certainly there's reading and studying whenever the spirit brings to mind. But I know a lot of people uh, like the read through the Bible in a year plans. Mm. And I've never been able to do that. My mind wanders <laughs> too much. But what I found is uh, listening to the Bible hey. is something that has really helped me long-term. And so I know when we had our much younger kids, uh, as a parent trying to find time or make time to, to have time with the Lord was sometimes the only time you can pray is when you're taking a shower because that's mm. the only time. And, and even with that, sometimes you're not inter- you're you're interrupted with your kids. But I started listening to the Bible, just a, an audio Bible, uh, when our kids were much younger, and mm. it's a rhythm that has really transformed my life. Because you can just put it on while you're taking a shower, and you can you can get through two or three chapters, yeah, depending on how long you take a shower, I guess. But um, that's been a big part of of my life is uh, listening to the Bible mm. has yeah. been. Um, transformative for me, just getting that input in over and over and over. Lacey and I were talking last night. She's, I don't know what audiobook she's listening to right now, but the new trend in audiobooks is for the author to read the book to you. Apart from Morgan Freeman reading the Bible to you, I can't, if if we had imagined Paul's words being Paul's words to you, I don't know, just a, a small aside in terms of a think through, man, if audiobook technology, if the audio Bible could be read by the author. Yeah. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. No, I, I agree with, um, on my best days when I begin the day with the word and in the word, it provides that framework. Um, I also think one of the things I've done over the years is that I've tried to highlight as I go, Mm. um, both as a reminder of actually read this, (laughs) but then also over, over months, over years working through the word, I can look back and go, no, I really indeed have read this. Mm. And then I'll often go back and re-highlight with a different color. And eventually I just have to get a new Bible. Sure. But one of the things I did when Josh and Caleb were younger specifically, also with Luke, is I got a Bible thinking when they turn 18, yeah. I want to give it to them yeah. um, so that they can see their whole lives. I've been a student of the Word, mm. even if in different schedules and in different countries and in different roles and vocations, I've wanted to give that to them just as a reminder. Um, he is worth knowing, the yeah. Lord is worth knowing. Um, and uh, that's been helpful for me. Like for you, Jason, for you to listen to the word, for me to underline and to, to highlight what I'm reading helps me focus in yeah. on what's, what's happening on the page. If I don't, it's very easy for me to forget it. Mm. I, need, I need to touch it yeah. and I need to underline it. That helps me focus in. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I would echo uh, what Jason says. For the last, uh, I don't know, probably two or three years, my rhythm has been um, consistently audio Bible. Um, I use an app 
called Dwell. Yeah. Um, and in that app, there's probably like 20 different voices and translations, and you can do background noise or music or things like that. I so love you that. can customize it to kind of whatever suits you. But um, as far as consistency goes, um, it's got all the reading plans built into it. I've listened to the Bible all the way through um, with a reading plan to it over the last um, year or so. And, and recently I'm, I'm going through the Psalms again right now. And so that's, that's what I do. The first thing, you know, if, if I get in the car before I turn on a podcast, before I listen to music or anything, yeah. I open that app. It's, it's in my dock. Um, and um, I listen to the word of God. That's good. And then, you know, depending on the plan that I'm in, depending on how long it is, it may take my entire drive or it may not. Um, yeah. But um, that's my, my consistent, um, consistent rhythm uh, of that. And then lately, uh, in the past few weeks, I've discovered that there is a, a digital version of the ESV journaling Bible. Okay. And I've downloaded that PDF. Yep. And you can make as many copies of it as you want. And you can print it if you want to. But for me, I've got a, uh, a pencil with my iPad and I can go through on my iPad and uh, just mark it up or write whatever I want into it. Um, and it's, it's there and it's digital and I, I can't, you know, lose it as easily and the kids can't take it and hide yeah, it somewhere. Fair. And so, um, that's been really, really useful and helpful to me over the last few weeks as well. The, the John journals that we gave everybody at the beginning of this series, I think I've, I think I've started three of them mm. and all of them have turned into like doodling pads or coloring pads for my kids. Right. Well, all right. That's a different way to hide the word in your heart than I was intending I'll get another one. But I did the same thing. I downloaded onto my iPad the the ESV, because I think you can download the whole Bible. Yeah, it's the, it's the entire ESV Bible in a PDF form. Which yeah. truly is a gift to have the Word of God and a journal all in the same place. Um, so whether you're printing it out or... I, I don't know. that The, the cro- Crossways gift of the journaling Bibles are, are the Scripture journals. Um, really was our hope as a church to be able to put the Word of God and the discipline of journaling and taking notes, whether it be on a Sunday or be in your own devotion. Um, that's really good. I, I have been in a season, Matt, not dissimilar to what you were talking about, of reading and highlighting when I read the Bible in the mornings when I first get up. My son um, is almost always awake as early as I am, and we've gotten into this habit since he was very little of him either bringing toys or whatever he wants to into our little office nook in our home. Uh, recently even begun reading his own Bible and asking me a whole host of questions I'm not ready for at 6.15 in the morning. But uh, it's been a really sweet time of being in the Word together and kind of in that way, hiding the Word of God in their hearts even at an early age has been so good. But I, I have repeatedly answered the question, why do you read so early? And through the, the liturgy of a morning cup of coffee, um, there's this moment where I have to remind him and myself that if I don't do this, if I don't begin this day with you, with the Father in the Word, I will be less than I want to be. I'll be less than he intends me to be. I'll, be less than, I'll for sure be less than you need as your papa. And I, that's been such a sweet moment. But I've, I've taken to writing in the Word and highlighting in the Word, and over a decade of college ministry, I tend, I, what, I, what I did for a long time pre-kids was I would spend a year reading through the Bible and highlighting the things that were meaningful to me and then giving that to a college student the next year, giving it to a guy that I was discipling. Um, 
But having kids, I selfishly have held on to all of those now. I'm like, I love you college guys. I don't love you that much. I'm going to hold on to these and give them to my children. But I think just that practice of highlighting and reading and highlighting and reading has been really good. Um, Jeff, to go back to and really, Jason, to what you were talking about in terms of audio, and we can link these in the show notes. There's several different ways to listen to the Word of God now. I, I listened to somebody talking about in as many different ways as you can saturate your day with the Word of God, we are better for it, whether it's we're reading it in a still, quiet moment, or we're listening to it while we're walking to class, or we're listening to it while we're exercising, or cutting the grass, or whatever it may be. Uh, audio Bible, whether it's Dwell, um, the Bible app, you can hit that play button at the bottom, and it will read to you in a less satisfying accent um, than what is probably in Dwell. Uh, I know Streetlights is another app that puts the Word of God to a, a, a kind of an R&B cadence, uh, almost wrapped or spoken. Um, just a whole host of options, I think, is the point, is that if, if hiding the Word of God in our hearts is the point, then we are not without plenty of options. Uh, I'm personally right now in a, in a year-long reading plan through the Bible uh, that Crossway puts out uh, via the Bible app, and that has been a real gift to me, uh, just to think through uh, another year reading from start to finish through the Bible together, several times through the Psalms and through the Proverbs. Um, as you think about where you currently are, real time, like if you were to, and it could be stage of life, it could be any number of things, uh, if you picked up your Bible at any given point, whether it's first thing in the morning, where would you most likely turn? Not as pastor, not prepping a sermon, not thinking about college students or internationals or people who don't yet claim to be members here. Where would you as a son go? If I, if I handed you your Bible right now, where would you turn? I would go to Ephesians. Okay. That almost, that's probably the, the book in the Bible I've read the most. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know why other than just the richness of the reminder of what God has done, mm. who we are in him and what he can do more than what we can do. And yeah, that, that framework for life. My other default often is Psalms. Um, and if I'm not approaching it from a, what am I preaching on? Yeah. I'm just approaching it on, I'm bringing my heart to the Lord. It would almost by default be Ephesians or Psalms. Yeah. I would have to say, uh, those exact same two for me, the, the Psalm has always been one. And there've been seasons where it's like, uh, this season will be Romans. Like you, I mm. kind of go through these seasons of my own heart of what I, what I'm convicted most of and by. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, for for this season today uh, would be, uh, I'm and I actually am reading through Psalms today, um, in this season and working on scripture memory from Ephesians. And so those two things are the are the ones that I'm in. And and honestly, the Ephesians influence has just been. A, because of my uh, relationship to Matt, I mean, he he is one that um, you you're here. Uh, you you are one that uh, that constantly kind of speaks of and from Ephesians and from your heart in Ephesians, and so it's, it's one that's kind of wrapped me in and looped me into the beauty that's in there. Um, Colossians has always been one that I go to naturally um, as well that I that I've really loved to glean from the preeminence of Christ and. Um, you know, just the fullness of God pleased to dwell, you know, those types of 
mm. things that are so good for my heart to remember mm-hmm. that this is the one who has died for and is um, and is seated at the right hand of the Father now, interceding on my behalf. Like those are so rich. Um, so definitely one of those three would be uh, where I would pick up and go to today. Mm, that's good. Ephesians was is probably my favorite book of the Bible as well. Um, as Matt said, it's probably one that I've read through more than any other book. But lately, over the last year or so, and not just because we've it's what we've been in at at church on Sunday mornings, but but John has just really spoken to my heart. Yeah, because John is different from the from the first three Gospels. Rather than uh, speaking about the the life of Jesus and the the acts that he performed and the things that he did, it, it shows us the heart of Jesus, yeah. and thereby we see the heart of God. And so I've been going to John a lot lately, uh, just as a reminder to myself of how much the Father truly loves me. Yeah, that's good. Um, as, as, as his son, mm. um, and, and how much you know, we, we see that in Jesus, the life that, that he lived, and then just as a, as a reminder to me in that, John has been very, uh, very big for me over the last year or so. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Can I make a comment to the parents too that, yeah, are, come on. that are listening? Um, it is so hard when you have the time, you're up early, you've got everything in place, and you truly want to be in the Word and focused. Um, but just as a reminder, and that this was April night yesterday, we were on the back porch, we both had coffee, um, April was reading through Exodus, and I was trying to read through some Psalms. Um, and and then our daughter Violet came out, and it was the sweetest moment where there we were mm. with all the desire in the world to be in the Word and focus and bring our hearts to God. And there she was seeing us do that and asking us all kind of questions about all kinds of things. But even in that, Jeff, to your point, that in reading John's Gospel, we see the heart of God. Um, once I knew that that moment was going to be different, I went to John, actually, yeah. and and I started thinking about uh, next week's sermon, even on my Sabbath day off. And instead I began reading John backwards. Okay. Actually, I just started turning back over these weeks of where we've been in these key statements that Jesus has been yeah, that's good. talking about with what, such a sweet reminder, but that God is never too busy for us, Yes. nor should we as parents ever be so focused that we miss actually what God is sovereignly allowing on our back mm. porch to see and bear witness to who we are and to what we're doing and to rather than to resist or resent those moments as parents where it's like, Oh, I just, if I could have just had 10 minutes of quiet <laughs> to read and to pray, but it's like, no, that's not what he has for you this morning. That's right. He in fact has one of your sons or daughters. They're looking at you, watching you and just what a gift it is to be able to model that for our children and thus reflect the heart of God to them. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. Yeah, I would, I would uh, just I agree with that. And just in thinking about what I have been doing uh, is reading John along with the sermon series. I love to go back and just chew on the the passage that that Matt or who, or whomever has been preaching through, just mm. to keep reminding and then read ahead to what's coming up. Uh, I really, I think one of the one of the things that the church is missing is meditating on God's word mm. is really just chewing on it over and over and just marinating ourselves in, yeah. in God's word. And so that's what I have been trying to do is to go back and just 
sit in the passages that have been preached through and then even look ahead just to, to think about that. I, as pastors, it's so hard to not want to jump into to study and teaching mode. Yeah. Um, but I think that as a son, that's yeah. really necessary. And for, for me, over the last few weeks with, um, with my father-in-law's passing, a passage is on the brevity of life. Moses yeah. in Psalm 90, teach us to number the, our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom camping in second Corinthians five and first Corinthians 15 about the resurrection life. And, yeah, that's right. Uh, those are, those are the passages that I've been in, in the last couple of weeks. Just mm. the spirit just said, Hey, just turn over here. Let me comfort you with these words. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I almost always also default to Psalms. Um, and then Romans, I just, the, I mean, the absolute directness of Paul is so good for me, um, and the kind of raw, open honesty of David um, tremendously helps my soul uh, on, on a regular basis. I know there are so many people in our church, maybe considering being a part of our church, really asking the question, and we often get the question, you know, what do I need to do? Like what? What is the what is the path of discipleship, so to speak? Like how do I go from here to here? How do I get from where I currently am to wherever it is either you want me to be or I think I need to be uh, in this life? And I, I think across the board, we would say if you don't begin recognizing that you are a son and spending time with your father in the Word of God, being taught and led by the Spirit of God, all to the glory of Jesus. Um, then it doesn't matter what pipeline or track or whatever else you could walk. If, if this can't become a normal part of your day, even if it's interrupted, even if it's in audio, even if it's at any number of other points throughout the day, uh, as I think about, um, this, this season, as I think about this series of our podcast, Matt, I'd love for you to land this conversation, um, really with, a just uh, an admonition, an encouragement, whatever it may be, kind of in and on your own heart for the people of this church as they think about walking with Jesus, as they think about walking with Him uh, in His Word, through His Word, in our, our day-in, day-out moments, right? Because th- that's really where we are shaped by the Spirit of God. I'd love for you to land us, if you're, if you're good with that, yeah. I kind of put you on the spot, um, yeah. just as we finish up this initial conversation. Well, this is a great word to our church in the season that we're in. This is from Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Uh, it says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, and bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful, and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And I think that, that holds it together. If, if you do not allow the peace of Christ to rule in your hearts, you are allowing something else to rule there. Mm. And the way we filter through what is ruling our heart is the word of God. Yeah. And is that word of Christ dwelling in us richly? Or are we just getting vapors and crumbs? Mm. You know, but if we do have the word, uh, regardless of the mode of delivery, sure, digital or paper, how does it? How does the word of God dwell in you richly? 
so that you can allow his peace to rule in your hearts. Grace Auburn Church family, thank you for listening to the Grace Auburn Church podcast. If you'd like more information about partnering with us in our mission or ways that you can get connected, please go to our website, graceauburn.church.